Hey everyone, I'm Abby Garcia, and you're listening to Thoughts on That, a podcast where we dissect and splice our thoughts into one little episode. And today's topic is mindfulness. What is it? I'm sure you've probably heard it once or twice, or maybe a lot of times for the past few years, because it's definitely a buzzword that has been popping up in our socials. Maybe you practice it, maybe you don't. Maybe you just read the word mindfulness and be like, eh, I don't got time for that. And that's something I'd like to explore. Why is mindfulness so hard? But first, of course, I love starting off with a standard textbook definition to help us start off things. So mindfulness, according to Oxford Languages, is a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment, while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations, used as a therapeutic technique. And here are a few facts for those left-brained folk. According to Forbes.com, mindfulness reduces anxiety, especially if you practice meditation daily, Number two, mindfulness meditation reduces implicit age and race bias. And that's something new that I have not seen in other studies and other articles I've I've read. And that does make sense because if you're more mindful and aware of your biases and your feelings and how they can harm harm people, if they are harmful, you're more likely to to transform your way of thinking and essentially be a better member of the world. So kudos to to mindfulness. And number three, mindfulness-based cognitive therapy, MBCT, may prevent and treat depression. Oh, that's a great one. I've actually had some experience with cognitive behavioral therapy as well, which does practice mindfulness and it's really great into dissecting our own thoughts but in a healthy way and ways that we can unpack our own trauma our own our own experiences and observe them more without judgment number four it increases body satisfaction hmm body satisfaction well that makes sense as well because mindfulness is something that impacts us physically and if we train the brain to breathe to become observant of a lot of things in our life then we can decrease our anxiety and you know there's a huge link between anxiety and our physical state like our shoulders our back our our neck all of that if we i think become more mindful we can train our body to feel better and number five mindfulness meditation improves cognition which is something I can definitely speak for myself. I think ever since I've started uh, becoming more mindful, not just with meditation, but with other exercises, I've become a lot more aware of my surroundings and clear-headed. I don't really have that brain fog I used to have anymore. And I can see a lot of things, even though my vision is very poor. And number six, mindfulness meditation help the brain reduce distractions and that's also something i can attest to you know we as humans have a lot of mental chatter naturally and i think practicing mindfulness can help us be still in the moment and help us like relax our muscles and focus on our breathing and just reap the true benefits of just being okay great we know the benefits and the awesome stuff we can get from mindfulness, but why is it so difficult for us as a society to practice it? 
Is this something you practice every day? Is it something you'd like to practice? Or is it something you think you don't have time for? And I think that's something I'd like to talk about because a lot of folks think that mindfulness is kind of silly, that it's not necessary, that it's a waste of time. And so why is that? Why do we think our society has no time for mindfulness? And I think it's also because we as humans are always bombarded by negative self-talk. And it's because society definitely has not been built for us, especially folks who are marginalized groups, right? We have been put down by society so much that when we take a moment to be present, all of our insecurities, all of our negative self-talk tends to, to overflow our minds. And that's why mindfulness can be so difficult to tackle. And even that word usage I just used right now, tackle is such an aggressive term. And I think mindfulness is something that is a process. It's not something we can get right off the bat. And it's also something that we have to be patient with. A lot of the issues people can't practice mindfulness is because we can't sit with the present moment that we're not the best at it. And that's okay. It's okay that we are not good, that we keep messing up or our thoughts keep wandering off while we try to practice meditation or try to practice mindfulness through an exercise. It's okay because that just shows how much we need it, right? Our thoughts, our mind is naturally used to having chatter, right? It it naturally wanders off and that's just a human thing. Like we physically cannot instruct the mind what not to think Because if we tell our minds what not to think, if we tell ourselves, oh, don't think this while I'm practicing mindfulness, don't do this, don't do that, then we're just going to go spiral into a hole and beat ourselves up for it. And I think that's what the opposite of mindfulness is, is judgment, right? Mindfulness is a practice of of observation, of of acceptance, of a judgment-free zone. And it's just sitting with whatever we are feeling. We're not labeling as a feeling as negative or as positive we're not labeling an experience as negative or positive or as bad or good it's just something that is there and i think just recognizing that it is taking up space that is an experience for us it can help us take a step back and find a more clear answer to our situation granted we're looking for a solution sometimes we aren't sometimes we just need to sit and be human. Like sit and take in the fresh air or take in the pollution, hopefully not, maybe wear a mask. And so like I keep talking about like why mindfulness is good, why we can help our emotional maturity. But let me give you a, a, a good example to envision how you can practice mindfulness. All right, so let's say you get hurt. You get angry because you are in a little brawl, a little fight with someone. And so instead of acting on those heated emotions by by uh, coming at them by giving more more self-talk negative self-talk like oh why am i angry like why am i punching why am i doing this to someone they're just making me angry they did something xyz it's not my fault and this that all of those those statements come from negative self-talk and it just spirals out of control and that is the opposite of mindfulness and so when we get hurt when we get angry instead of continuing with all of those intense emotions that really serve nothing to us 
we can sit and recognize, oh, I'm angry. Or it could be like, oh, I'm angry. Take a moment, take a moment, and release, right? Like, oh, I'm angry. And sometimes you could just leave it at that. Or sometimes what I like to do in my in my cases, I've just been a lot more curious with how I respond to things, with how I sit with my emotions. For example, if I get hurt, I don't just cry and whine, which is what I used to do a lot, actually. I, I have the huge martyr complex, just so you know. But I think with my own practice with mindfulness, I've been able to let go of that of and be a lot more accountable for my own actions as well and so with with mindfulness like I said instead of just crying and whining I would sit and be like okay I'm sad I'm hurt and why do I feel sad or hurt and instead of automatically blaming someone I would think about something like why am I hurt did some did someone say something specific like did this sentence strike a chord in me And if so, why did this particular sentence make me upset? And this kind of has to go with a little bit with cognitive behavioral therapy, aka CBT as well, is that we make more sense of our thoughts by, by questioning it and by reasoning with it. But I think that's also different than spiraling out of control with negative self-talk, right? Because a lot of negative self-talk, a lot of negative talk towards other people can sound like it's blaming someone. For example... I'm sad, I'm hurt. And I'm sad and hurt because you said something that was very mean to me and I'm going to lash out to you because you're the cause of all the problems. And again, that's a lot of blame and we shame other people for making us feel that way. And I think that that definitely comes from a place of judgment. And because of that, of course, our relationships can get broken. And I think that's why mindfulness is such a great thing for not just our own mental health, but for other people's people as well in our life, right? As a result, we can have a lot more healthy relationships and we can come to a solution. And so by practicing curious mindfulness, we can definitely find a more sound answer and a more way, a better way, a healthier way to ease tension, to create understanding between two people or, or a whole party. Woohoo! Like after you ask yourself, oh, why do I feel this way? Take a moment. Okay, what is something, what is a step I can take towards more open, clear communication towards XYZ? Because as soon as we are mindful of our actions, of our feelings, we can clear all of that that heated tension, all of that, that noise and see the big picture. We can choose to respond rather than react with mindfulness and it's so hard it's so hard to practice mindfulness got to give you that but it's okay that it's hard and it's okay that you're trying if you attempt to try i hope you do if not no pressure because you know we're all love here good vibes but yeah mindfulness is something that you need to train your brain your brain is a muscle and we need to practice it every day so that we can get stronger right and so With mindfulness, ways to practice it is through meditation. Everyone knows meditation, but like I said, it's so hard to do. But if we start small, sometimes one-minute meditations can lead up to like 10-minute meditations, at least in my own experience. And then later on, you can go up to an hour or even go to meditation retreats. But again, be kind to yourself when you do try to practice. And 
with mindfulness, there are other ways to practice as well. Like it's not just meditation and just sit in a room and, and breathe. But there are so many small exercises that you can do actively and you can do with your eyes open and still be grounded. So I want to share a few, few exercises for you. So a first one I love to do, it is the 5-4-3-2-1 exercise. And so with this, with number five, choose five things you can see in your room. All right, so number four, four things we can feel. It can be your hair, it can be the touch of something, or it can be how your, your arm grazes against a desk, at least that is for me. And number three, three things you can hear. So I hear the static of my headphones right now and I hear the sound of my own voice. And I hear the popping of my muscles because I move, oops, I hear that. Number two, two things you can smell. So for me, I smell the plastic off this mic and I smell the staleness of this room and number one one thing you can taste let's see nom, 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 ASMR. Mm, i taste my toothpaste yes and so five four three two one is a great grounding exercise to really bring you in the present moment and become aware of your senses and another exercise i like to do is a gratitude journal and it's sometimes hard to keep up with but it's okay be kind to yourself i like to start my mornings by finding simple things that are normally deemed as mundane but not in my situation because there is a certain meaning to it right for example i'm thankful for the coffee that i brewed this morning i'm thankful for my green plant that i have not killed yet but i'm, I'm doing well with it so you can practice a gratitude journal sometimes you can even just sit in the moment for like a minute and think about a few things that you're grateful for in that present moment like things around you and another mindfulness exercise is go outside look at nature Right. A lot of the times, especially in these days, it's hard to experience the outside world. And I think if you have some access to nature, if you can be away from people, considering the granted the given situation, do that. Look how look at the sky. Look at how green the trees are. If they are green, look how brown they are if they are too, if they're wilting. Just take in what you see and take in all that open space that the world has to give us. And I also like to be mindful of my actions. So I like to be mindful of how I eat. So with mindful eating, instead of like watching TV while you eat or instead of like listening to a podcast such as mine, who knows, or an audiobook, you can just sit down in the current moment, put your phone away and look at the meal you're about to consume. Look at the colors of it look smell it yeah observe everything take in all of the senses and especially when you eat as you take in that bite taste every layer of whatever you're eating and so with mindful eating i've been able to appreciate more what i consume i've been able to discover new flavors that i never really knew that existed and so mindful eating really is a new great immersive experience as well and I could go on with all the mindful exercises, but if you'd like 
other kinds of exercises you can definitely Google and there's some YouTube channels that have mindful exercises. And in terms of meditation, there are some great apps that I like to use. I'm not sponsored by them, but I just love them so much that I'm going to share them anyway, just, you know, for my own goodwill. So Headspace is like the go-to for me. You do have to have a subscription, but there's a free week trial. And I think there's a there's been a lot more discounts due to COVID. And Calm is also a great one. They have a lot of good other tracks that you can use for sleep as well as mindfulness and stop, breathe, think. And these are just a few of a lot of the mindfulness apps and meditation apps out there. And sometimes you can even just go on YouTube and like search up um, 10-minute meditation and be present in that moment. So we have it out there. So I hope you explore if you want. But yeah, you know what? Let's go ahead and meditate and be mindful together here. Because who knows, maybe during this podcast, you've wandered off with your brain you know you could be having this on the the backtrack the back burner you can just be doing this while you're brushing your teeth but let's take a moment to just be still together so whatever you're doing if you can if you're not driving go ahead and sit down and and feel the the ground feel the weight of your feet on the ground if you want you can put your hands on your knees Feel the contact between your hands and your legs. Now let's go ahead and take a few breaths. So let's breathe in through the nose. Fill up our stomach. Ready? Breathe in for one. Hold it. Let's exhale all of that out. Breathe in for two. Hold it. Exhale all of that out. Breathe in for three. Hold. Exhale. Push all of that air out through the mouth. All right, and if you're feeling good, breathe in one more time. Hold it. And exhale. All right. And how do you feel in this present moment? Especially after that meditation, do you feel a little little more grounded? Do you feel like you need some more meditation? If so, go ahead and please, by all means. Yeah. Sometimes... I like to practice these small little ditties throughout the day as well, just to be mindful in the present moment. It can literally just be 30 seconds in a day. And I think that small 30 seconds can help you ease your day. And so, yeah, mindfulness. I'm feeling a little calm. I don't know about you. I feel good, but I'm realizing I'm still recording a podcast, so I should still probably not fall asleep right now. But anyways... What are your thoughts on mindfulness? Is it something that you practice? What's your relationship with it? Are you being patient, kind to yourself as you attempt mindfulness? Or is it something that you've longed for, but you've never had the time or the chance to do it? How about after this podcast? Are you going to make an attempt to delve into the, the world of mindfulness and meditation? Listeners, 
Whatever your thoughts are on that, please let us know in the comments below on YouTube or on SoundCloud. And we should be getting up a new channel, a new platform for our podcast. So please go ahead and like, share, subscribe to all of that. I believe we're going to get on Anchor and with Anchor and Stitcher and through other other feeds like Buzzsprout, Buzzsprout, we're going to get on Apple Podcast and on Spotify. So please get a lookout for that and go ahead and like our Instagram and our Facebook. And yeah, I hope you had a little bit of mindfulness through this podcast and I hope you're able to enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for listening to Thoughts on That. We'll see you next time. In the meantime, stay mindful.